friends, welcome to Vernonia Church and our online teaching time. My name is Sam, I'm the pastor here at Vernonia Church, and I'm so glad that you joined us today as we're continuing our Christmas series called My Hope of Heaven. In just a few moments, I'm going to share with you a teaching called uh, The Place of Reunion. And it's going to be a great day. I want to invite you to pray with me as we get started. Oh, I want to say Merry Christmas. It's Christmas season. We're going into it. Merry Christmas. Also, let you know, uh, we're celebrating something special this month here at Vernonia Church. We're celebrating 100 years of this church being here. 100 years ago, someone had a dream to put a church in our little town. And here we are, 100 years later, still sharing Jesus, and it's awesome. Well, let's pray, and then we'll dive into our teaching today. You ready? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we just thank you that you have blessed us with Christ. We thank you that you have blessed us with hope of heaven, and we thank you that, God, you have given us this hope of reconnecting in heaven uh, with this great reunion and god i pray that you will bless us now as we look into your word help us to sh uh, encourage and and be blessed by this uh, this hope of heaven it's in jesus name we pray everybody said together amen well, like I said, we're in this series, this teaching series called My Hope of Heaven, and uh, and we're celebrating it during Christmas season because Christmas is all about giving us hope of heaven. When the angel appeared to that young teenage girl named Mary, and he announced to her that she was going to, even though she was a virgin, that she was going to have a baby who would be named Jesus, who would be the Savior of the world, the angel, in the process of explaining to Mary, said this in Luke chapter 1, verse 32 to 33, uh, talking about what Jesus would be and who he is, he says, he will be a very great and, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And what's the angel talking about here? He's talking about heaven, how Jesus is going to sit on a throne that never ends, a throne over God's people, over God's family. He will rule in this kingdom that will never end, the kingdom of heaven. And Mary later would respond to this pregnancy with a song. And in her song, she began it saying this, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And what's she talking about? Well, she's talking about heaven too. That this Jesus, who she was going to give birth to, would, would be from heaven, would be our Savior, who would take us to heaven to be with him forever. You see, at the heart of the Christmas story is heaven. Uh, the God of heaven comes down to earth to do what he needs to do to open 
the opportunity for you and me to go to heaven so that he can then show us the way to heaven and bring us to heaven to be with him forever. That's what Christmas was all about. It was all about bringing us to heaven. And so we've been talking about heaven. Last week, we talked about this place called heaven. That heaven is a real place. It's a real place, a real heavenly place. <laughs> heaven, is, heaven is a real place of eternal existence. And if you missed that teaching, I would really recommend you go back to last week's teaching on the place called heaven and get to know this place that God wants to bring us to. Get to know some of the truths about this place that God wants to bring us to. And this morning, I want to talk about how in this place, it will be a place of reunion. There's an old story that a man named Derek Johnson tells. Uh, he's a man who was a part of a singing group called Regeneration. And he told this story about his daughter, Debbie. When Debbie was four years old, she had gotten lost she'd she'd gotten lost in a really crowded supermarket and it sort of left an impact on her after a lot of anxious searching for her she was found just an aisle over from where her mother was and for a long time after that she was terrified of crowds she was nervous uh, uh, about big groups of people and she was concerned about getting lost and not being able to find her family well, it wasn't too much later that one night they were having a devotion where they were talking about heaven. And the girl asked her dad a question. She said, Daddy, will there be many people in heaven? Well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people in heaven, Dad said. So many that we can't even count them. That the Bible teaches us there'll be so many people there, we, we can't even count them. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people there. And, and then the little girl asked, well, Daddy, how will I ever find you and Mommy when I get to heaven? <laughs> and it was somewhat of a childish question. But, you know, it was a concern that this little girl had, especially after getting lost and 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 her dad thought, well, I'll tell you what, uh, he said. When you get to heaven, you just wait right inside the gate, and we'll meet there as a family. Well, Daddy, little Debbie asked, uh, is there more than one gate to heaven? Well, he remembered that in the book of Revelation, it describes how there are four walls and that there are three gates at every wall. And he said, well, yeah, I guess the Bible describes how there's 12 gates. And so she said, which gate, Daddy? Which gate should I meet you at? And, and he said, I tell you what, when you get to heaven, you ask somebody which way is east, and then you just walk until you come to the eastern wall. And when you find the middle gate in the eastern wall, that's where we'll be. Let's all meet as a family inside the middle eastern gate. Well, that seemed to satisfy her, and he kissed her good night. And then he said, now remember, we're going to meet just inside. And she answered, the Middle Eastern Gate. 
Well, and that became a tradition in their family, a tradition where he would say, now remember, we're going to meet just inside, and then someone would answer the Middle Eastern Gate. What a day that will be. When we're in heaven, we're able to be reunited, and we're, we're able to connect with those that, that we love. We wouldn't want to miss it for the world and that's part of what we're going to do in heaven we're going to spend a lot of time connecting and reconnecting and uniting and reuniting with all kinds of people in heaven there will be connections with people we love and and you know a lot of people they 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 think that heaven they think about heaven And they think a lot of things about heaven that just simply aren't true. Some people picture heaven being a place where we do nothing for all eternity. Where we just sit around, we float around, or we do nothing but play a harp. And and, and one man said, heaven is more than just an eternal retirement. There's going to be all kinds of things to do. And, and one of those things is, is reconnecting. The truth is, there's a lot of what we do here on earth will probably be in heaven. In fact, in heaven, we're told that there's going to be celebrations. There's going to be parties. There's going to be laughing and singing and dancing and eating. And, and we'll be growing and learning in heaven. And, and there'll be... Uh, There'll be times where we're going to be using what God has put in us to honor him in heaven. There will be talking to God in heaven. There will be worship and singing and all kinds of things that we'll be doing in heaven. And there are a few things we won't be doing in heaven. For example, we we won't be experiencing sorrow or tears or hurt or pain or guilt. We won't sin in heaven and because we don't sin there won't be any reason to carry guilt or experience remorse or or experience death there won't be doubts in heaven and you know what else won't be in heaven faith (laughs) why well because our faith will be changed to sight you only have faith when you don't see but when you see there's no need for faith and no one is going to say hey you should have faith in god because we will be seeing god face to face in psalm 23 verse 6 king david said i will live in the house of the lord forever that's heaven he's talking about heaven and one of the things that's going to happen in heaven as we're dwelling in the house of the lord forever is we're going to be having all kinds of reunions with all of those who are in that house all kinds of conversations, all kinds of of sharing and and reuniting and thinking and all kinds of uh, connecting. And what I'd like to do today for our teaching as we talk about my hope of heaven is I'd like to take a look at some of the reunions that will happen in heaven. And the first one, we couldn't miss this one. The first one we could say is, is when we're in heaven, we will be reunited with God. When God first created mankind in the garden, uh, there, mankind, uh, the people there had an intimate relationship with God. They didn't just believe in him or have faith in him. Uh, they saw him. <laughs> they, they walked with him. They had a relationship with him. 
God was with Adam face to face as he had Adam name all the animals. God was with Adam face to face when he told him, go and work the garden. And uh, when he told him, don't eat from that the fruit of that tree. He was with Adam and Eve in that moment. And, and when we read the account of the creation story, the account of the early days between God and man in, in this garden of Eden, we see a picture that gives us the idea that they would walk with God, that they would talk with God. I love the the visual that we get from Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. After Adam and Eve had eaten from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the one they were told not to, that when they ate from it, they were making a choice uh, of sin. They were making a choice to sever their relationship with God. They were making a choice that, that would end in death. God warned them. He told them what that choice would do. Well, they made that choice. And after they made that choice, God comes to the garden and he's... He's calling out to them. In Genesis 3, verse 8, it says this, When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. And I guess the reason that I focus on that verse, and I I think about it a lot, is just the idea that it looks like they were regularly meeting and going for a walk in the Garden here in Vernonia, a lot of people meet up at the pond uh, here in town, and there's a trail around it, and they walk together around the pond. And, and there's a picture here of God showing up regularly in the garden. And they would meet it when the cool breeze was going, and they would walk together and talk together. You know, here we are. Yeah, Friday, this last Friday was uh, the last day of the second elk season and my son had a tag and I I hunted with my son all day yesterday uh, uh, all day Friday I I took my son Sam out hunting and and we went for this long hike together in the woods like most hunters we woke up before it was light out we got to uh, our hunting area before it was light out and we started walking and walking and walking and walking and we walked just about every minute of the day until it was dark again we walked together all day and we hunted together we we went up mountain a mountain together we went through the timber together it rained almost all day we got wet and cold together and we had fun even though it was cold and wet and we're tired we just had a great time we talked we 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 bumped into elk here and there. We didn't end up getting any elk, but you know what? Uh, what made it just a great day was going through the experiences together. It, it was a day where a son went for a walk with his dad. And, and, and can you imagine being able to go for a walk like that with God? Being able to just... Hey, God, uh, let's go into the timber together. Let's, and I'm sure heaven has a lot of timber. Uh, let's, go for, let's go for a walk together. Let's go explore together. Let's go and, and, and show me this place in heaven and show me that place in heaven. And, and, and can you imagine 
a place and a time where you could share experiences with God. You could ask God all the questions on your heart and all the questions on your mind and share your thoughts and your your feelings with God. Uh, hear the sound of his voice without being afraid because he's your father and you're his child. And it's a father and a child walking together. Well, that's what heaven was like, or that's what that's what Eden was like before the fall, and that's what heaven will be like. Well, but we know the fall happened. Mankind's relationship with God was broken because of our choice of sin over a relationship with God. God is perfect. God is good. God is loving, and God is just, and he is God. And he's so good and so holy and so just that he can't have a relationship with sin, with brokenness. He he can't have a relationship with someone who would choose sin over him. And and so because of mankind and and Adam and Eve's sin and because of my own personal sin, that relationship was broken. But even but even on that day that that relationship was initially broken. God was putting a plan together to, well, to fix that broken relationship. God was putting a plan together where he himself was going to come into our world, where he himself was going to come from heaven. He was going to take the penalty for that fall onto himself and the penalty of all of our falls ever since then onto himself a plan where he would offer forgiveness and salvation to those who want it to those who would receive it through jesus christ and then he would give his righteousness to any who would have faith in him so that he could once again have a relationship with people with you and me and that's what christmas is all about it's about renewing mankind's relationship with the god of heaven and for most of us that's why we're here we're here because we want to take him up on his offer and we want to understand that offer and we have faith and 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 we want to have faith in god to forgive us and we have faith in jesus and his sacrifice so that he could give us his grace and here's the thing even though we have faith even though we when we make a first-time decision to believe, we begin a brand new relationship with God, even though we might, in a sense, walk with God today, it's still not quite what it will be in heaven. It's still not quite the same as what Adam and Eve experienced when they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day and, and when they would go for walks through the garden with him. Even though we have faith today and we have this relationship with God, God promises us that in heaven, one day, we will truly know what it means to walk with him again. One day, we will walk with him in heaven. God gave the Apostle John the opportunity to see heaven's perspective on the world's history, really. He gave him the opportunity to see heaven's perspective on the plan of the gospel. He gave him the opportunity to see heaven's perspective of the Christmas story, which is very different than the Christmas story we 
usually read and and think about he gave us the he gave john the opportunity to see heaven uh, what it will be like when we're all there and and i'm going to spend some time as we go through today's teaching going back to what john saw because what john saw he shares it with us in the book of revelation uh, by the way it's one book of revelation not revelations, <laughs> like a lot of people mistakenly call it. It's the book of Revelation, and John shares with us what he saw. One of the things that he saw was this in Revelation 21, verse 3. He said this, And I heard a loud voice from the throne. What throne? The throne of heaven. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. What's he saying there? Well, what he's saying is there's going to be a reunion in heaven. There's going to be a a time and a place in heaven for all eternity where you and I, well, we dwell with God. What are we going to do in heaven? I don't know. Maybe we'll go for long walks hunting and fishing with God. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever it is. So we're, going to, we're going to dwell with him. We're going to spend time with him. Uh, we're going to go for long walks, maybe through the timber. Long walks, maybe through the city of Jerusalem. We're going to go for long walks with God. Maybe you'll go through the gardens of heaven together. Maybe you'll you'll go to restaurants in heaven together. I don't know. Maybe you'll go get coffee at a heavenly coffee shop together. Maybe you'll you'll go uh, to a bookstore together where people in heaven are writing all kinds of creative and amazing and smart books. And maybe you'll 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 do something with God uh, and you'll have eternity to do it with him together in heaven now i don't know if those things are going to be in heaven things like hunting and fishing and bookstores and restaurants i don't know but what i do know is that it's going to be so good there and whatever is there it's so good our minds can't even conceive it and we're going to be doing stuff with god in heaven it's going to be a special reconnecting reunion with god Not only that, but it's also going to be a place where we will be reunited with Christ. And you might ask, well, isn't Jesus God? And the answer is absolutely, he is. He he is God. Uh, But when the Christmas story happened, God added something to himself that he he had never had before. Never before in all of eternity did God have human for one of the things that makes the christmas story special we call it the incarnation where god becomes a man when god stepped down from heaven and he put skin on as the apostle john would describe it in the book of john chapter one he he would say that god added something new to himself the person of Jesus Christ. And not only will God the Father be there and we'll have a reuniting with God the Father, but we will also see Christ the Son and be reunited with our Savior face to face. And as a man, Jesus did something no other man has ever done. 
He lived a life no other man has ever lived. From the moment of his birth to the moment of his death, he never sinned. He lived a perfect life. He lived the life that Adam and Eve and all of us who've come after them were supposed to live. He lived that life. And he did something by doing that that no one's ever done. He earned heaven. Jesus earned, as a man, he earned the right to heaven. And his plan was to take what he had earned and to give it to those of us who have faith in him. His plan was to go to a cross, even though he didn't deserve a cross or earn a cross. His plan was to go to a cross, to be crucified and take the penalty for Adam and Eve's sin, the penalty for your sin, the penalty for my sin on the cross, and then to give us credit for what he had earned. And that's what he did. Before he went to the cross, he celebrated a meal with his disciples, a meal that was probably a little confusing to his disciples. He had a conversation with them that I'm guessing they didn't quite get, that they didn't quite understand because they were, they were still on the side of the cross where it didn't happen. When we read what, what Jesus said in the book of Matthew in chapter 26, verse 29, we have the... the uh, well, we have the inside information being this side of the cross. But Jesus hadn't gone to a cross yet. And so they were probably confused about what he was doing. Because he took bread and he broke it and he handed it to all of them. He said, eat this. Do this in remembrance of me. This is my body that's, been bro that's broken for you. And, and he wanted them to begin eating bread, thinking about how his body was broken for us and how he had given his life for us. So that was probably a little confusing to them, but they, they remembered it. And then he took some wine and he drank it and he had them all drink it. And he said, this represents the blood of the new covenant, the new relationship that, that, that I'm going to make it available to you by going to the cross. You know, take this and drink it and do this in remembrance of me. Again, they were probably a little confused. Why are we eating bread? Remembering you. You're right here. Why are we drinking wine? Remembering you. You're right here. But he told them, do this. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he said this. He said in Matthew 26, 29, I will not be drinking wine from this cup again until the new day. When I drink it with you in the kingdom of my father. Did you hear that? That one day we will be eating and drinking in the kingdom of heaven together with Jesus. We will see him face to face. We'll experience him face to face. We'll look at him across the table and we'll be eating and drinking with Jesus. After Jesus' death burial and resurrection he ascended into heaven with a promise that he would come back again and bring us to heaven now one interesting thing he told his disciples is that he was going away and one of the reasons he was going away was to prepare for us a place in heaven and if you kind of do a little math you know, it says in the book of Genesis that God created the heavens and the earth and all that we see and all that we experience 
in six days. And Jesus, about 2,000 years ago, said, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I'll come back. He hasn't come back yet. We're still waiting. And he's been preparing this place for almost 2,000 years. Think about how amazing and how great that place must be. If he created all that we see around us in six days, how much is he creating? And how amazing is what he's creating if he's been at it for 2,000 years? He's been gone quite a while. You know, when I think about being gone and coming back, I remember... One time I had gone on a trip to preach and teach, and I was gone for a couple weeks when my daughter was really young. I remember uh, coming back. I came back to the Portland airport and walked uh, walked through the area where, you know, you, you exit the, I guess, safe zone. You, you, you exit through the area and you see where all the guests all the people can come and and receive you as you get home and I remember walking through that that gate and my wife and my daughter were there my wife was big smiles happy to see me but I'll never forget my daughter uh, she was elated to see me uh, she was uh, the the look on her face was was just a look that said I don't even know what to do I'm beside myself you could see she was excited you could she see she was sad but her sadness was gone because now I'm there you could see that it was like she wanted to jump out of her skin and she grabbed my face when I knelt down to hug her and she looked at me and she said daddy I I'm so glad you're home and I'll never forget that I've always loved when I came home from trips when my little kids were happy and excited to see me and listen to what it says about when we finally see Jesus in heaven in Revelation 22 verse 3 to 4 John tells us this the lamb will be there that's Jesus he's the lamb the lamb will be there and his servants that's you and me who love Jesus. His servants will worship him and they will see his face. Again, there's no more faith in heaven. It's sight because now we see Jesus and we see him face to face. What will you do when you see Jesus face to face? How excited are you going to be you're going to throw your arms around your Savior and say, thank you so much for what you did to get me here. What will you ask him? What are you going to talk about with him? What will you do together when you have a chance to talk to Jesus Christ face to face? You'll be in heaven reunited with God. You could talk with him for all of eternity. You'll be reunited with Jesus, your Savior. You'll be able to connect with him and spend time with him and in all of eternity and number three number three is this you'll be reunited with your loved ones who loved jesus this one's sort of heartfelt this one is one of those ones that touches us in a world where people we love die 
But there's a time where we'll be reconnected and reunited with those we loved who loved Jesus. Those who are in the family of God. Those who love Jesus. Those who have been saved by grace and by Jesus Christ. They're going to be there. And heaven is going to be this big family reunion. Last week, we talked about how heaven is an exclusive place. It's an exclusive place for God's people, for God's children. It's an exclusive place that we can only get to by faith in Jesus Christ. It's a place only for God's family. But listen to the way the Apostle Paul describes what will happen when Jesus returns, puts an end to this world, and opens up heaven for us. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, it says this, the master himself, who's the master? He is. The master himself will give the command. And he'll come down from heaven. And the dead in Christ will rise. They'll go first to heaven. And then the rest of us who are still alive will be caught up with them into the clouds to meet the master and then there will be one huge family reunion with the master. Wow. Basically what he's saying is that, you know, it doesn't matter when you died. Either way, or if you didn't die, either way, when Jesus comes back, we're all going to be together in this big reunion. If you died already and Jesus comes back, he's raising you from the dead. And by the way, I don't think it matters how you died. It doesn't matter what happened to your body. It doesn't matter whether you were buried, whether you were cremated. He's God. He can raise you from the dead and bring you to heaven. And those of you who are alive when Jesus comes, and I hope I am, I'd love it if he came back today. It doesn't matter because we're all going to go to be with him. And there's going to be, I love the way that it says it in the message, there's going to be one huge family reunion with the master. And this is one of those points, I think, that changes in importance depending on where you are in life. This is one of those points where, you know, the... The older you get and the more people you know who've gone to heaven, the more excited you are about being reunited with them. How many of you are like me and you have family in heaven? Some of you know a mom or a dad who's in heaven. Some of you have grandparents or great-grandparents, if you had the chance to know them, who are in heaven. Some of you have brothers and sisters who are in heaven, and some of you have kids in heaven, and some of you have husbands and wives in heaven, and some of you have 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 people that you just care about, you just love, aunts and uncles, just family, friends, who are in heaven. Here's an interesting thought. A lot of us, we have ancestors who love Jesus, who we never knew, who are in heaven, and we'll one day have a reunion with them. We'll get to know them. Who do you know in heaven that you are just excited to see? That you just can't wait to see? Well, the Bible gives us hope. 
hope of heaven and a reunion in heaven. How many of you have friends that are in heaven? People that are close to you, people that you just loved, and they died in faith, and they went to be with the Lord in heaven. I look forward to seeing my best friend from college, Steve, again in heaven. Maybe we'll listen to some of his country music. I look forward to reconnecting with people who've been my mentors, talking with them about what it's been like for them in heaven. I look forward to seeing people that have been friends in ministry, whether uh, in any of the three churches that I've had the chance to serve in, people who, who I've cared about. I look forward to seeing them in heaven. I look forward to seeing people from this ministry in heaven. You know, we've been here for quite a while, and we've seen people we love die in faith, and they're now in heaven. I think of people like Liz Serafin, who used to live across from the school. I used to stop at her house, and and we'd, we'd drink coffee, and We'd talk about ministry and we'd talk about the Lord together. I, I remember uh, people like uh, Faith Reynolds and I'd go over and we'd have tea together because she wasn't a t- coffee drinker and uh, we'd talk about recipes and we'd talk about the Lord. And I, I remember people like Tessie Aldrich who always had the, the best lemon pies. And, and, and I, I look forward to seeing people like Trudy, who I used to sit with regularly and talk with as, as I watched her uh, grow old to go be with the Lord. I, I, I look forward to someday meeting up with Paul Wolfarth again in heaven and seeing what kind of crazy inventions he's come up with there and uh, seeing all the things that he was able to duct tape together in heaven. Uh, I look forward to seeing his wife Sandy again and and, and seeing what, what she's been up to. And, and maybe she's there knitting. Maybe she's there making dolls. Uh, she had all kinds of interesting crafty things she did. And I wonder if she's doing those in heaven. I look forward to seeing Mike Hayes again and seeing him with a healthy body and seeing him, he's the guy that, uh, well, he dreamed up this place, this building that we're worshiping in, that I'm recording in today. Uh, I look forward to seeing what he's been dreaming up and what he's been doing in heaven. Maybe he's even playing basketball again like he did when he was younger. Uh, I think of the people that I look forward to seeing in heaven. And it's interesting because the older we get, the older we are, the more we start to know people who are in heaven and look forward to being with them. When when you're younger, you don't think much about heaven because you think, frankly, it's so far away that heaven's just, you know, not a place you're going to have to think about for quite a while. And when we were younger, you you probably don't even think of heaven as an exciting place because of all the ways that our culture talks about heaven. It sounds kind of boring. Maybe when you're younger, you don't think a lot about heaven because, frankly, you don't know a lot of people there yet. But as you get older, you start to appreciate heaven. Who's in heaven that you're going to be reunited with? Who's in heaven you're going to reconnect with? And it's interesting because... The very next verse, after saying there's going to be one big family reunion in heaven, the very next verse says this in 1 Thessalonians 4.18. 
he says, so encourage each other with these words. We're to encourage each other that when someone we know dies who loved the Lord, when they die, it's not the end for them. They're in heaven, and we should want to go to be go be there so that we can be with them. And, and who would you like to talk to in heaven? You know, who are the people that you're just looking forward to seeing? And maybe not even just friends and family that you love, but there's a lot of people in heaven that are going to be very interesting to connect with. People like, well, Moses? Would you like to talk to Moses and ask him questions? Would you like to talk to Moses and get to know his story and what he did and what he thought? And would you like to spend some time talking with him? Well, you can. How about David, King David? How about Abraham, Jacob? All those people in the stories of the Bible we'll get to meet. All the prophets. How about how about Mary? You know, we're thinking about Christmas. Can you imagine? We'll get to talk to Mary. Get to know Mary. We'll have this reunion, this big family reunion with her where we could talk about how she was scared, how she how she was encouraged by an angel, how she had this miraculous birth. We'll be able to talk to Mary, maybe even Joseph. We could talk to Joseph. All these people will have eternity to get to know them. The wise men, all the people surrounding the Christmas story, will actually get to talk to them about the actual story, the actual events, and the actual experience. But maybe there's famous people that you'd like to talk to, famous people in Christian history and church history, famous people who were authors that wrote, that, that loved Jesus and have passed away, famous musicians who loved Jesus, who passed away, famous Christians. Christian men of science, famous uh, Christian artists, famous Christian leaders in history, and all the people that are going to be there, uh, you're going to have eternity to talk with them. Uh, who are some people you'd be interested in talking with in heaven? And the truth is, you'll be reunited with those you love who love Jesus. And finally, number four, you'll be reunited with the world's believers all of them all of the world's believers uh, you'll get to meet believers from all over the world from all of history we'll get to talk and meet with those who went through the early days of earth adam and eve we'll get to talk with them uh, people who went through the early days and what was it like and, and and they'll be able to answer a lot of questions we might have well, we'll get to talk with and, and meet those from the uh, the people that were there at the tower of babel and as the as the first people began to spread out all over the world and 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 populate the earth and start a lot of the earth's languages and cultures we'll get to talk with them We'll get to talk with and spend time with people who were there through the dark ages, who were there through the renaissance ages, uh, people who had faith and were some of those, some of those famous artists that, that we just you know would like to see one of their paintings. We're going to actually get to spend time with them and get to know them, maybe even learn from them. 
We're going to get to be with people who went through the first century, people who went through the early days of America, the pilgrims. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to sit down and get to know them, people who love Jesus and settled America and, and people who love Jesus and, and explored America. We're going to get to know those early people, and we're going to get to know people from all over the world and all over world's history. We'll get to meet believers from all over the world, from every continent, from every country, from every language, from every culture. The Bible tells us that, that, that in heaven there will be every tribe, nation, every, every language is going to be in heaven. And, and, and I'm imagining it's going to be pretty cool because we'll all be able to understand each other. And if we don't, we have eternity to learn each other's languages. <laughs> heaven is just going to be this amazing place where we get, to, we get to see the whole world of believers in one place. Years ago, I went to a church. And, and as you walked into the church, there was this big room. And in that room, it had every flag of every nation of the world hanging in that room. And underneath each flag was was words of worship in the language that went with that flag. And as you walked into the sanctuary of worship in that church, it had the words over the door that said, People of God from every tribe and language and nation. Now that church was in the city of Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. And one of the things that about Addis Ababa that made it interesting was that that city is a diplomatic city for all of, all of uh, Africa. And so there's diplomatic uh, uh, groups of people from every country that come there to live and to work in all of the embassies there. And so this church's goal was to create a church that ministered to and that that looked like a church that was worshiping with with every ethnic group, with every language, with every nation represented. And man, when you went in, there were thousands of people from all over the world there, from all over Europe and Africa and, and all over Asia. And there were just people there from the Middle East, from America. It was it was amazing. It was amazing to see. And, and I remember thinking as I was in that church, I remember thinking that this is what heaven is going to be like. There's going to be people from all over. And it gave me just a little bit of a, of a vision of what heaven will be like. It's going to be filled with color. It's going to be filled with diversity. It's going to be filled with, with, with all the things and all the people that God has saved. Again, John will tell us what he saw when he looked at heaven. It says this in Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. It says he saw people singing a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you, talking about Jesus, you were slaughtered. And your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 to 10, John will continue and he will say, When I looked at heaven, I saw a vast crowd too great to count. Remember how that 
father told that his daughter Debbie that there were too many people in heaven to count, well, here's where it is. I saw a vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne before the Lamb. That's Jesus. And they were clothed in white robes. Well, why that imagery? Because that imagery represents purity. They'd been covered by the blood of the Lamb. Their, their stains were washed away by the blood of the Lamb. And it's the idea that there's no one there that that has sin or guilt. There's no one there that's broken. They're all clothed in the white robes of the Lamb. And they held palm branches in their hands and they were singing. And I like this description. They were singing with a great roar. Can you imagine more people than you could count all together singing, lifting up a, a great roar? Uh, I think of the roar that comes from a stadium cheering for the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. You know, I, I think of I think of uh, people so numerous getting loud and they're roaring all together singing. And this is what they were singing. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb, from Jesus. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. I saw this vast crowd. Too great to count. And they were from every tribe, people, and language. And there will be believers from all over history, all over the world, in heaven. There will be plenty of people to get to know, plenty of people to connect with, plenty of people and things to do together in heaven. Here's something interesting, though, that won't be in heaven evangelism evangelism won't be in heaven well what's evangelism evangelism is where we share faith in jesus with other people so they can go to heaven well why won't evangelism be in heaven well evangelism is where you witness to an unbeliever about heaven so that they will become a believer and go to heaven and, and and witnessing to an unbeliever just won't happen in heaven because there's no unbelievers there but here today it's something we do now it's something important for us to do now see there's no sin there's no sinners there's no brokenness in heaven because only those who had faith in christ who've been forgiven who whose sins have been washed away will go to heaven so there's no evangelism in heaven no witnessing to unbelievers and, and, and i have a question for you have you ever thought about this if heaven's so great and heaven's so wonderful then how come when we believe the moment we make a first-time decision to believe in Jesus and receive his grace, how come he doesn't just take us to heaven? I mean, wouldn't it be great to go right away to a place where there's no brokenness, sin, guilt, tears? It would be, wouldn't it? So why? Why does God leave us here after we make a decision? Well, the answer is simple. Because we're supposed to witness here 
we're supposed to practice evangelism here so we can help heaven be more populated, so we can help other people go to heaven. Jesus told his disciples, I want you to go make disciples of all nations. One of the reasons he doesn't take us straight to heaven is so that we could do the job of trying to get as many people to go to this most amazing place with us. Your job, my job, is to share heaven with our families so they can go there with us. Your job, my job, is to share Jesus with our friends so that they can go to heaven. Is share Jesus with our community so that they can go to heaven. And think about it. If you're here and you're a believer and, and you know you're going to heaven because you love Jesus, the only reason you're going to heaven is because someone else told you. Because someone who came to believe made a decision and God left them here so that they could share with you. And God has left you here so that you can make a reunion happen. So God left you here so that you could make that reunion more special, so much bigger. We want as many people in heaven with us as possible. And God wants us to share with as many people as we can so that they can have hope of heaven. Because the only way to heaven is through faith in Jesus. That's why he came. Think about it. If there was any other way he wouldn't have had to have come, why would God do all that he did if there was any other way to heaven? Why would he come to earth, become one of us, die on a cross, if there was another way to heaven? Why would he give his one and only son to save us and to give us eternal life if, if there was any other way? He wants us to go and tell people about him so that they could get to heaven. I have a question. Have you told anybody? Have you ever invited someone and told them the good news so that they can go to heaven? Have you ever maybe even just invited someone to church so that they could come and, and find out about it? Well, today... We're beginning this month in December celebrating not only Christmas, but we're celebrating a hundred years of Vernonia Church. And one of the neat things about a hundred years of Vernonia Church is knowing why this church is here in this community. Because someone a hundred years ago decided to start a Bible study and had a dream about telling others in this community about heaven. Because someone uh, wanted to see the gospel preached in this community. You know, I look forward to meeting the lady that started Vernonia Church during the reunion in heaven. Not only is she going to be there, but all those who have been saved through the work of this church over the last hundred years will be there. All those who've given their life to Christ, who've been baptized, all of those who have made first-time decisions and died with faith in the last hundred years are, are going to be in heaven. I look forward to seeing all the people that are going to heaven because of what that lady did. Maybe we'll all have to meet up at the 
Middle Eastern gate <laughs> and have a Vernonia Church reunion. But at the end of the day, heaven is a place where we're going to be reunited. We're going to be reunited with God. We're going to be reunited and have this connection with Jesus. We're going to be reunited and have this connection with people we loved who loved Jesus. And we're going to be reunited with believers from all over the world and from all of history. Heaven's not going to be a boring place. It's going to be a place filled with all kinds of amazing reunions. Heaven's a place that's going to be special. Heaven's a place that you want to go. And so I want to invite you to pray with me as we think about we think about how God has given us hope of heaven, a place of reunion. Let's pray. Father in heaven, uh, we just pray that you will uh, encourage us with these words, encourage us with thoughts of heaven and the the reunions and the connections that are going to happen in heaven. God, we thank you for inviting us to heaven. We thank you for paving the way that we might go to heaven. And we thank you for being such a good God to us that you would even make heaven available to people who need forgiveness. But you gave your life for us so that we could get that forgiveness we needed. So we could be with you in heaven. And so, God, we look forward to heaven. We look forward to one day being reconnected with people we loved, one day being reconnected with friends, family, in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I want to say thank you for joining us today as we've gone through our online teaching time. I want to just invite you to come back as we continue to talk about heaven in this series and as we lead into the Christmas season. Uh, and I want to finish up by declaring it's been a great day together on the count of three. Ready? It's been, oh wait, I didn't count to three. Ready? One, two, three. It's been a great day. Well, Merry Christmas to you and I hope to see you next Sunday.